Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. First this afternoon. Who'll push your buttons and drive you so mad, but still make you laugh, think and dream. With whom can you pick up right where you left off and never have to pretend? Who's 24-7 and 365 always there for you? Yeah, we're that friend. News Talk. Conversation. That counts. Yeah, I'm sure you've heard or probably even uh, noticed on, on TV the new News Talk campaign, We're That Friend. And we're chatting about this today because I was reading earlier new figures out. Um, these are figures, it's part of a large study that was conducted by the European Parliament project. And Ireland has one of the highest levels of loneliness in Europe. They collected data from about, about 20,000 Europeans and they found that loneliness was most prevalent here in Ireland, uh, which I thought was a, a really striking stat. Like, aside from the, the, the figures being quite high, that a fifth of the population identify as being lonely. And I think people often equate loneliness to maybe be, being older or being widowed, but that's not always the case. So I want to chat about this today on the show, about friendship, about the the importance of meaningful friendships, about having somebody to call when something goes wrong. Um, and we're asking, is there a problem? with loneliness in Ireland. Do you find it difficult to maintain friends, particularly into midlife? And how hard is it to make new friends? Like when you think about it, how many new friends have you actually made beyond the age of 30 or or into your 40s? They're often friends that you have from, from earlier life. 1800 453 is the number if you want to get in touch. Idel is with us on the line today. Idel, do you think we find it difficult to maintain friendships or why is loneliness highest at its highest in Ireland Um, I don't know Andrea the answer to that but I suppose uh, the thing that I've noticed because I work in a I work with younger children I work in a primary school and uh, I've kind and I work a lot in community arts and uh, what I, I noticed is that there's a lot there's a big opportunity I think for and also a lot uh, of changes in the way people socialise and engage and connect together. And uh, for that reason, I set up a number of projects to provide a platform for people to get involved. So one of them was a community garden where um, called New Street Gardens, and that was built in the centre of Waterford City. And that was about uh, engaging local community and getting them involved in building their own space So it's like a place where they could come and hang out. And it was a very open space. It wasn't, you know, everybody uh, could use it. And in the same way as setting up Waterford Walls was another way of engaging people and kind of getting people out of their houses, out of, you know, out in the streets, bringing artists together and kind of like meeting lots of new people. Um, and So, you know, and I... Was was that, I suppose, set up, Edel, to deal with the fact that people find it harder to make friends and maintain friendships in later life? Um, I don't know whether particularly in making friendships in later life, but certainly from feedback that we've gotten from people uh, uh, asking them how they found the project or has it made a difference to their lives, a lot of people have said it's brought them out of their houses. It's brought them out talking to their neighbours that they wouldn't they wouldn't have had that opportunity okay. Okay. before. And you know, I think that's a big part in trying to you know change about the yeah. way that we're socialising together okay. and that we're becoming more open to 
talking to other people that we might not know. Yeah. Well, um, Aidy is with us on the line as well. Aidy, do you think we find it hard to maintain or to make new friends in midlife? Um, I think it depends a lot on circumstances. I know in my own case, I'm over 40 years uh, living away from where I grew up. And um, I emigrated to the 80s, like so many. And most people my side, where I come from, would have gone to America. I went to London. Um, and then when I came back to a different part of the country, it took me a long time to make friends. Or oh, people would be friendly and say hello and all that sort of thing and chat. But it never went beyond that. And then I sort of, I suppose I got involved in parents and toddler groups and made very good friends at that. And I think there are certain stages in your life where people will come into it. And when you're past that stage, you can sort of drift off again. But I have some uh, friends from oh, going years back. All right. But uh, I just think you have to push yourself too, um, and not wait for others to come to you. It can be hard and to do that. It can be, but I suppose maybe just take baby steps and things like that. So you're feeling on this, Eddie, when you're, you know, when you, when you look at, I suppose, the the friends that you're reconnecting with, it it can be a little superficial, I suppose, when you're, you know, it doesn't go beyond the initial, how's things, how are you keeping level of conversation? Uh, um, It can be, yeah, but uh, hopefully then you can maybe meet one or two out of, say, a group of people that you just click with and have um, ongoing shared interests and things like that. But um, yeah, I suppose when you meet them in parents and toddler groups, then maybe your children may end up going to different schools and, you you know, you miss that connection then at the school gate or mm. thing. I actually think having children makes it a little bit easier to make friends. Because before that, for that very reason, Eddie, that you mentioned, you know, the school gates and the groups and the play dates and all that goes with that. I think when you don't have children, you you lose that potential to meet new people or make new friends along the way. Yeah, but then you can also find maybe at the school gate, especially if it's a big school, people are in their own little groups and um, you can be on the outside of that or maybe you're just chatting with the ones you know, you know, that sort of way. Yvonne is with us as well, uh, Aidy and Edel. Look, 1800 453 106 if you want to get in touch with us here today. Do you think it's hard, do you find it hard to maintain friendships or to meet new friends in later life? I think, Andrea, um, from my experience, my closest friends will be my friends still from primary school, secondary school and college. And um, I honestly, I wouldn't have made any close friends in my 30s. I'm 37 now. Um, so, but it does take an effort on everyone's part at this point to meet each other. We're all at different parts of our lives in terms of relationships and having kids. So with my secondary school friends who will be some of my best friends, um, we would make an effort to meet for coffee every month. And once we've met, we put another date in the calendar. But it's literally okay. putting a date in the calendar to make sure that we meet for that coffee because of the COVID and everything. Yeah. We would not have seen each other for a long time. So now we're making, since about Christmas, we're making an effort to make sure that we meet up every four to six weeks for a coffee without the kids. Friendships do take maintenance, don't they? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm very lucky in that my friends, like we might not text every day or every week, but when we do and we meet each other, it's like you just 
fall back into the old patterns like uh, our friendships. So very lucky that way. But I can see how it is harder in New Jersey and especially after COVID for people to make new friendships. Mm. Just when you, you mentioned that, I, I was thinking about that this morning, like I can probably count in one hand the amount of new friends that I've, you know, like genuine new friends, really, that I've made beyond the age of 30. Your your kind of, your default is always nearly school friends. Oh, definitely for me. Yeah. And then a few I met in travels through my 20s. But I honestly don't think I have made any new friends in the 30s. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I would, I would probably argue that a lot of people, Yvonne, um, truth be told, are in are in that situation. Unless you're, you've maybe been fortunate enough if if you've moved jobs or you know, maybe with that comes a new opportunity to meet people. But I think the moving home part is quite difficult. Um, and that was the point, Adi. I suppose you mentioned like often when people go away and come back. They 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 can th- they think that the friendship is going to the initial friendship that was there maybe thirty odd years ago with the school friends or the home friends is just going to pick up where it left off. But those people have often moved on, Eddie. Yeah, yeah, they have. Yeah, but it's even hard when you go to somewhere where where you didn't grow up as well and try and you know just make friends there. Um, it, it's usually just though I found like I have made friends in even in the last five, ten years and I socialise a good bit with them now and uh, we're in our 50s and even older so it can be done. The, the the element around the loneliness part, were you surprised to hear that today, Adie, that we have the highest level of loneliness in Europe? Um, no, I think there's the perception Ireland is such a friendly country but um, I'd say the loneliest part of my life was I suppose for 18 months when I moved back here and I, I spent I suppose a lot of the time begging my husband I said because I want to go back to London I, I can't hack this you know and I had a toddler and was pregnant as well at the same time and um, he was used to going to a childminder and playing with other children and suddenly we were living out the countryside and didn't know anyone and the days just dragged and like you'd go then and you maybe to a play group and they'd be friendly enough, all right. But it took a good while um, for that to, uh, you know, just kick in because people have their own established circle of friends. And uh, I suppose the friends I met were ones who were not from the area I was living in, but had moved in. So we sort of gravitated towards each other. The, the, the like I think the, the impact of loneliness, AD, is something that we probably don't think much about it until you know you find yourself in a in a place where, like as you mentioned, you, you know you've come home, you've left London, you've left your circle, your support network, the friends that you can call when something goes wrong, and and all of a sudden that's just not it's not there. There, you know the 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 potential to meet up with people and the comfort that comes with sitting down and chatting to people is gone, and it can really affect people. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. Do you find, Yvonne, like, are, are you surprised that loneliness is as prevalent as it is here in Ireland? I'm not surprised at all to hear that. Um, as Adi said, like, a lot of people live in rural areas, and me included, um, but I have moved back to where I grew up, so I'm 10 minutes from where I grew up. And a lot of my friends are around here as well. But even when I was living... Um, in the east of the country, 
to meet those friends, I would have to meet them when either I travelled home to see my mum or if they travelled up specifically to see me. So it is easier for us now. But I do think it would be difficult if I to meet new people. Um, mm-hmm. Because as I said, I do think friends are, it does take an effort. And especially when you have young kids to try and find the time to socialise in the time that suits somebody else and finding someone who has similar interests. Um, so I'm not surprised at all. Yeah. So text in from a listener who says, I'm 27, I find it really difficult to, I find it really hard now to maintain friendships because I no longer want to go out or drink. It's hard to make new friends unless you join a sports club or drink. We've actually zero places to connect beyond these two avenues, says this listener. Elaine has got in touch. She says, I felt really isolated when I had a child. I bought a house in a new area. We joined loads of groups, but people already had their own friends. Found it very difficult to break in. It made it so hard. Another texter I felt, I left the country for a long period. I've since come back and I haven't made any new friends. People are friendly, but it never goes any further than that. It's really tough to break into the circles. Is it? Do you think is it more prevalent, um, AD, in cities than urban areas, or is it? Is it an even balance? I'd say it's a neat balance because when we moved over first, we were living in the countryside, and we're there for about six months, and then I moved into the city, and um, yeah, it was about the same. No, 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 imp- no improvement on that. And Edel, for you, did you do, do you have a a view on I suppose the difficulty in meeting people, whether it's in urban or rural areas? I don't really because I suppose my my uh my situation is different in that sense. I, I I was and I wasn't surprised at that poll that came back about loneliness in the sense that um I'd say COVID has a, a, a big impact. Um but also I, I don't think it's specific to a specific age. I think it's right across the board and I don't think it's specific to a place either mm. I think it's both city and country from what I've seen anyway um, uh, you know and I, I suppose it was a big reason why I would have started started up these projects is to try and it's like a hub area for people yeah. to be able to come together in a in a proper space and people are really open and it's not just a superficial kind of like hi how are you it's like yeah. you know you're kind of something beyond something. the third yeah, yeah. the, thir- the yeah. third the third question lunchtime live with andrea gilligan weekdays at midday on news talk We're talking about loneliness and friendship because a new EU survey out today shows that we here in Ireland have recorded the highest levels of loneliness in Europe, about one fifth of the population. I thought it was a really striking stat and that's why I wanted to chat about it today in the show about friendship, about how difficult it is to maintain friendships in later life and and even meeting new friends, making new friends beyond the age of 30. A lot of people getting in touch today with um, their stories. You can give us a call 1800 453 106. Drop me an email either on lunchtimelive at newstalk.com. This listener says, I'm 43 uh, male, married, four kids, and I class myself as lonely. I work away all week. I used to have great friends. Now I have two or three. I don't like to be the centre of attention, but I'm probably happier this way. I used to be the one that made that phone call or would walk up to somebody I work with or know and say hello first. I then tried an experiment that I won't make the first move, I won't break the ice, 
and there were no phone calls. Nobody will walk up to me and ask how I am. That's the tough part. But I've just accepted it and I get on with it. And yes, it's no good for my mental health, but I wanted to see what other people were really like. Another listener says, I think Irish people are very friendly, but extremely clannish. And it goes back centuries. Um, I feel foreign nationals tell us all the time they find it very difficult to crack existing friend groups here in this country. Author Andrea Mara is with us on the line today. There's a couple of other callers as well. I'll come to them in a moment. But Andrea, it's something you actually talk about in in your new book, No One Saw a Thing. Why why are like why do we find it so hard to maintain friendships here? Um, well, in the book, I had a bit of fun with it, making the characters kind of an exaggerated version of anything you'd see in real life, where they're kind of, you know, competing. There's a lot of one-upmanship. Um, I, I don't think people are like that so much in real life. But if you are in the, these ca- fictional characters have known each other 20 years, but if you don't still have contact with your friends from school or college, I do think it can be very, very hard to make new friends later in life. Um Schoolgate can be one option if you're a parent doing the school run. But beyond that, it is really hard because a lot of people have their group as such, you know, in their 30s and 40s. And they may be open to getting to know new people, but not so much becoming really good friends with those new Mm. people. So I think the the comments you read out from the very last um, uh, caller about it being us being clannish and about it being hard to break into groups. I think that's definitely the case. Here, yeah, for are, sure. Are you surprised that loneliness is so prevalent here? And yet we yeah. think we're such a welcoming, friendly, chatty nation. Yeah, I, that, that statistic is is much higher than I would have anticipated. It's very sad to hear that. But yeah, maybe it is down to that, that like if we have our friend group, like I've got um, a group of friends I met in first year of secondary school and we're friends now for 35 years and we're very um, distinct distinctive about or distinct to ourselves I should say about our group there's 10 of us in the group and we have our whatsapp group and that's our friend group and we have all got lots of other friends that we've met through our kids and our kids sports Mm. and work and stuff but like it's not like we'd be admitting an 11th person into that whatsapp group anytime soon after 35 years so you know there's probably a bit of that about there, there is. And when you say that, like I think to myself, you know, I know we have a, a school WhatsApp group that there's nobody in beyond the girls who who, who we went to school with. You know, there's yeah. and even though some of those girls will have met our friends and other friends throughout other walks of life, but, but they've never been admitted to the group. Oh God, no, never going to happen. And I think in a in a way, WhatsApp, I was thinking about that recently, WhatsApp has nearly kind of pushed that even further because it really yeah. creates those distinct groups because you're either in that either group in chat group or, or you're not. not. And I think um, with younger, like say with teenagers as well, I think they have so many groups now on Snapchat and WhatsApp and you're either in it or you're not. But like one of the things that I found interesting because um, I was writing about it recently for the examiner and the whole idea of, you know, would you still be friends with someone if you met them now, your friend mm. of 20 years ago or 30 years ago? And 
just to add something heartwarming to maybe, you know, a discussion about loneliness, the consensus was that lots of us said we might not necessarily be friends with those people if we met them now because we just don't have anything in common. We've, we've got completely different ideologies, lifestyles, whatever, but that our lives are richer for being friends yeah. with them, if that makes sense. Yeah, like, you wouldn't make you, friends with them now if you met them along the way, but but you're you're all the better probably for us. Yeah, exactly. And if we only ever um, became friends with people who thought exactly as we do and act and behave in every way as we do, we probably would be far worse off than having these sort of different friends that we've gathered from different parts of life, school, college, jobs and so on that... Um, might be very yeah. different from us but but do enrich our lives. Text in from a listener says I moved from a small rural town to a city when I was 47 now 53 I found the city much easier. People are far more open to new friendships a wider net of people. Uh, this texter says it's much easier to make friends with non-Irish people in Ireland than Irish people. And that's not because the Irish already have their own friends it's because clearly they are lonely too. It's because the Irish culturally and psych- psychologically just don't know how to do it, says this listener. Mary is with us as me- as well on the line. Um, Mary, have you struggled with with loneliness and 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 making friendships? Is Mary there? We'll try and reconnect maybe uh, with with Mary. Just bear with us for a moment. It's eighteen hundred four five three one zero six is uh, is the number if you want to give us a shout. Another texter here. The reason so many people are lonely it's because nobody knows their next door neighbour anymore. No popping in for the, the cup of sugar, reminding the kids. I feel our culture is um, is di- is dying out. I think we do have Mary. No, we're trying to reconnect there with Mary. Andrea, just the other point, just briefly on, I suppose, to declutter friendships. Is that a go- Is that a bad thing, though? I I think if someone is draining you, if you've got a toxic friendship, if someone, if you're feeling bad after every time you meet up then, yeah, definitely time to declutter. You know, don't stay friends with someone who's making your life miserable. But the flip side of that, where I think I've read a few articles on decluttering and it's like if you've nothing in common anymore. And that's the bit I would say, I don't know. I just think, you know, what's wrong with having lots of different people in our lives? So if you don't come away feeling bad about yourself after hanging out with someone, then I figure, you know, stick with it. And it's got to be a good thing to have those people in our lives. Mary, have you struggled with loneliness? Are you are you surprised by the response to this? I'm not surprised because as somebody said there, there is nowhere to meet in the evening for people unless it's a pub or a restaurant <laughs> in Ireland, yeah. you know. The options I mean, aren't there. I'd go for walks and all that. But it'd be nice to have somewhere to meet that's not a pub. I mean, I'm nothing against drinking, but <laughs> you just don't want to be going to the pub for the sake of meeting somebody, mm. you know. Do you, did you? I, and I, I'm, even younger people have said that to me as well. Yeah. No, there's quite a number of yeah. texts that have come in. I read one or two of them out there um, from people actually making making that very that very same point. Do you do you find it's more difficult to maintain friendships or make friendships in smaller towns than cities? Can you hear me okay, Mary? You can. I suppose if you've, all, if you've always lived there, it's probably if you've grown up with people there. But I imagine it's very difficult if you move into a place. It depends, I suppose. It varies, I'd say. Yeah. You know. The, the, loneliness, the loneliness element, I suppose, of the figures today, um, I think people often associate this, you know, that it's, it's older people or maybe when it, widowed people. But it's not the case. Like, 
you know, if the if the voices that we've heard from this afternoon and the messages that we've read out are any indicator, like yeah, young loneliness is prevalent well, in all yes in all age groups. But I think I think there's a kind of a stigma attached to it as well, though. You know, that people don't want Maybe. to admit they're lonely. Yes, yeah, yeah I think so. I think yeah. that's that, that's a fair point, Andrea, isn't it? I agree. I think there would definitely be a fear that if you say you're lonely, people are going to get nervous and go, oh, God, you know, that person is lonely. I they really, or, or, or maybe nearly yeah. thinking, oh, my gosh, they're going to, you know, want to see me every day because it's an irrational <laughs> thought, but it's just that uh, or, or a contagion of sorts. Um, so, yeah, I think you're absolutely right, Mary. I think people don't really like to admit they're lonely. This listener says, I'm not at all surprised to hear about loneliness in Ireland. I live outside a large town for the past 20 years and I'm blessed to have some wonderful friends through my kids, but I still find it quite lonely at times. I'm from a different country, uh, sorry, I'm from a different county and once people realise they don't know my family, that's the end of it. I joined a choir in an effort to make friends and nine months later I'm just hanging in there as the group aren't interested in welcoming any outsiders. Very difficult. Life can be lonely at times despite making huge efforts. But like, that is an element of it too, Andrea, I suppose. And another texter mentioned that as well. Like when you try to put in the effort and, and, and make friends and meet people and you you're, feel the door has been closed in your face, it's very disheartening. Yeah, it is. And, you know, maybe it depends on the kind of group that it is. Like, you know, let's say if you join a brand new book club that's just been set up, chances are it's going to be very welcoming to everybody in the group. Whereas perhaps a choir that's been around for a long time, maybe they don't have much of a social life. I don't know. You know, maybe that's harder. Um, like I know um, there's a rowing club down near us in Dunleary that uh, welcomes new members all the time and has a fantastic social life and lots of people I know have made really, really good friends there. But, you know, there are other clubs you could join where maybe there's no social side to it at all and it's just about the sport or the activity. So, I mean, I would say if anyone is listening and thinking, God, I'd love to meet new people, it's if one outlet or one activity doesn't work, it's definitely worth trying other ones. And I know lots mm-hmm. of people who've very successfully made friends through sports and hobbies. Yeah. Uh, Ice is on the line as well. What's your thoughts on, on this conversation today? How difficult is it to maintain friendships? Hi, oh, yeah. Um, well, I actually work with Good Morning Kildare. And we um, are in Valley G in Allenwood. And we ring up um, people um Mondays to Friday um from nine o'clock till half one and we have a little chat. It's all voluntary, it's all free. Um and we we like some people we anywhere in Ireland um can ring us or we ring them should I say. And um we have great friendships. Like we really enjoy um our job. We've different people on the team um and it's great. I have to say. To combat loneliness, basically, Isa. It, it is, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's like we have people, some people would uh, take a call um, Monday to Friday. Some people pick, you know, maybe Thursday or whatever. And we would ring them up every week, as I say. There's different members of the team. So, like, it's, it's very broad, um, the spectrum. Just chit-chat, how are you? Um, what are you up to, you know? But like we have developed, I have to say it is on our side, it's, it's, it's lovely 
um, to talk to all of these people and, you know, just to know that there's other people out mm. there that, that um, you know, that cares or whatever. Yeah. If people um, want to reach out, ISIS, what, what is there, I presume it's on, on the way, online, is it the contact details? Yes, it's, it's, it's called Good Morning Kildare and it's part of um, Allenwood CEP. Um, so it is, it, but as I say, it, it is, we ring people all over Ireland. Mm. It's not just Kildare. It's not like we have people in, in West Cork and we yeah. have people so it's a great in Longford. And it's, it's lovely. Uh, it really is lovely. And we have great chat, you know, skate or whatever. Without <laughs> with everyone. And, yeah. <laughs> and it's totally, it's totally private. We're yeah. vetted. We're guard vetted. Um, and it is it's like everything is said between us. Um, nothing is, um, you know, it's all confidential. That's what I'm trying to say. Good it's stuff. Lovely. Uh, this texture says, "I have friends, but I never feel part of a group. As a single person, I'm never included." in groups. Another texter, I moved back to my childhood home four years ago and while I still have three regular contact friends here, um, they're in their own individual friend groups now. I honestly thought I'd be asked into one of these groups for a night out as I know that they go to the cinema, theatre, meals, etc. But four years on and I'm still waiting. I'm listening to the lady saying would I make friends with those people now? And I'm beginning to think that I probably wouldn't. It actually makes me very sad. At the thought of it, says this texter. Another listener, I find myself in a hard situation in a friend group from school. The majority of us all live in the same town and half the group meet on their own. They go on trips together, etc. without inviting me, uh, without inviting the others. But they talk about the trips then in front of everybody. Seem totally oblivious to the fact that they've created this sub-click. I often feel like crap around them as a result, says this listener. Like... The stories today, you know, and there's more and more emails coming in from people talking about loneliness. And like I said, I was sort of struck today by the figures um, here in Ireland that we've the highest prevalence of loneliness in Europe. But there's quite a, quite a large number of people getting in touch who feel in that in that very situation. Lunchtime live with Andrea Gilligan weekdays at midday on News Talk. We were talking a little earlier today in the programme, uh, these new EU survey figures that are out this morning that indicate that we have the highest levels of loneliness in Europe, here in Ireland. But a fifth of the population say that um, they're dealing with loneliness. And I just thought it was a, a fairly striking figure and I wanted to chat to people about it today, about how difficult it is to make new friends, particularly in midlife or later life and the, the the difficulty as well, I suppose, too, in maintaining friendships. And a lot of people have been getting in touch with us um, today on the show. Kate, you were listening to the discussion we had a little earlier. Why did you get Hi, in touch? Hi, Andrea. How are you? Yeah, good. I'm good. Um, thank you. Um, so, yeah, I got in touch, I suppose, just kind of coming from my own age group um, and also having moved home during the pandemic. Um, so... I live like further down the country, used to live in Dublin for quite some time and had quite a full life living in Dublin before the pandemic. And like a lot of people my age, I ended up at home. Um, And I'll preface it by saying that there is no shame in that. Not everything goes your way, you know, so. Can I just um, ask, sorry, Kate, to interrupt you for a moment. What what age category roughly are you in? I'm in my early 30s. Early 30s. Okay. yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, so I was in my late twenties, early thirties when I moved home. Mm. Um so yeah, and and like there are positives to that. Like I've you know, had great I have great support in my family. Um but in terms of friendships it has been very difficult, all right. Um and I just even just on what one of your callers was saying earlier about um, I would have a lot of non-national friends living in Dublin and they would say the same about Irish people in general when it comes to friendships it can be quite a fickle thing um, so that it, it's like if you if if you're not having the crack then you're you're just you're not you know you're not getting in there straight away kind of thing so um, that they're kind of hard to maintain friendships as well that they can be kind of a little superficial um, so it's it's kind of an interesting thing and having moved home like I've kind of put myself into a lot of different scenarios and I suppose I kind of have listened a lo- an awful lot to things that have been said around me and I can see it quite a lot in my own age group but it's like people are adamant not to admit it though you know um, to admit that they're lonely yeah yeah, yeah. Um, well I, I suppose there's of- there's often you get the sense from you know talking to people today it's well there's a stigma nearly attached to it is that why it's hard do you think people feel I mean there's a stigma like attached that's why they find it hard to to, I think it is that kind of it's that kind of thing of not wanting to be too negative either and isolate yourself further Um, and and that is a big thing because you know in terms of building a friendship like um I suppose it can't, it, like, we, we all need support, you know, um, but it can't be that one thing all the time where it's just people supporting someone. So it's it's just an interesting thing because I, I, I even attended a couple of mental health groups um, over, like, the last while here uh, locally. And, um, you know, after maybe my fourth or fifth session I kind of had to I kind of voiced my opinion on it and I felt like maybe it might not be taken very well but that you know a lot of people in the room seem to have lost their own interests and those interests are they're like the connection point to making new friends does that make sense? Yeah no it does yeah so like do do you know what I was going to ask ask you Kate was that do you find um when you moved back to the the area you're from, and I appreciate you, you know, you know, you you might not want to mention where that is, but but when you move back, is it that your your friends of old or the old kind of childhood mm. friends or school friends, is it that they have moved on or formed their own subgroups, effectively? Of yeah, so there is that. There is um, there's also the fact that like many of my close friends from secondary school actually don't live here anymore. Um, a lot of even my college friends from Dublin have actually moved abroad as well. So in even even throughout the country, I'm feeling that, um, you know, it's not even that on a weekend I'll just spin up and visit someone. They're actually living in London now, you know, um, others living in Copenhagen. It's like everybody's kind of spread out now. So like there is there is that also that side of, of things. And then here are the people who are, have who did remain in in the town um, are, you know, kind of settled, I suppose, you know, like um, a close friend of mine has has two young kids. Um, You can't really be, you know, invading on on their family time and, um, and, you know, in order for me to, you know, to do things that I enjoy, I can't be like, come on, you you need to get a Are you free? Well, their time, I suppose, yeah, isn't, isn't, isn't as, uh, maybe isn't as plentiful as they'd, as they'd like. It's hard, Kate. It is. It yeah. is hard. But like to anyone, I suppose, who is in the same situation who's listening, 
Like there are like volunteering is a great way to meet people. And I know that like I, I had mentioned in my message in that, you know, I had considered joining the choir, but the choir, there were a lot of retirees, you know, so it wasn't really a great way for me to meet people my own age. Mm, yeah, different age groups. So, but it's it's your kind of it's your interests really, just kind of going back and evaluating like really what my interests are, and then finding those people locally who have similar interests, be it through Instagram like pages, you know, people running mm. um, meditation groups, or if it's you know uh, like a gig nights or whatever. Like, and I know like the the first the the hardest part is going the first time. Um, and and then turning up again, but maybe after the third or fourth time, you start to see faces, and and it it is difficult to push yourself yeah. out there. But I I do think that like the the more that everybody does it, the quicker we'll yeah. start to connect again. You know, so I, I yeah. I'm I'm interested in in one of the points you made um, around that kind of superficial friendship that we often have, mm-hmm. and a l- lot of lot of listeners and and texters touched on that today as well, and. The, the concept, you know, like we kind of pride ourselves in being this real welcoming nation and so friendly and so chatty and yet so many people think it's so superficial and it's the genuine friendship. Like you, you don't need a whole, you know, host of friends. You you really mm-hmm. only need one or two good ones, reliable, yeah. the, the reliable, you know, one or two that you can call in the middle of the night for whatever reason. They're, they're yeah. the people that it can be hard. They're hard found. Like they're... They are very hard to find. Um, you know, I, I I think one of my closest friends would have been one of my old work colleagues. Um, I suppose you sit beside someone for that many hours every day. Eventually things, you know, start to come out and things unfold. You're in high pressure situations. You watch each other's backs, you know. Um, and she's from Venezuela. And we actually only recently had this conversation about, you know, like she's she's nearly eight years in Ireland and um she would say herself that the that a lot of Irish friends that she has made in her eight years here have like people have been very welcoming. But, mm. you know, when when things were very difficult in Venezuela and her family were back there, she did they didn't want to hear about it, you know? So there's there's that kind of a thing too. And in some ways I feel like maybe we've lost a little bit of compassion. Um, and and that that can be a thing as well, I suppose, particularly after the pandemic, like people have gone through a lot. Everyone has had different, you know, traumas yeah, happen over the yeah. last while. So sometimes people's cups are empty. They don't have the compassion to give. Um, so like there is that element of it too. But I feel like maybe as a nation, we were kind of always a little bit that way. It's always like, oh, where's the crack, you know? Um, so it like there's nothing wrong with that either. I'm always up for the crack, but yeah. you know, like I think that we have to be, you know, we have to give double handedly. You can't say, oh, I only want to do this and I don't want to hear about anything else, you know. And it's like you said, though, it like you you really only need about two or three of those mm. solid friends. Like they're 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 the ones that you call and you have, you know, they have your back and you can call any time. So. Yeah. That that's it is hard to make those those friends all right. Yeah, and like it's a real case of I suppose if you have them, nurture them or you know what whatever it's it's the maintain you know it's of course it's min- it's maintain them and and I think it's yeah. it's so so important. And you and had you had a caller earlier as well who mentioned that or, or maybe it was a texter that had mentioned that you know they had pulled back 
from being the person who was always kind of reaching out to yes. see if it was double-sided. That, that I had a similar situation. I found it very interesting, those who, who actually, you know, checked in um, and um, when I was going through a really tough period. So that, that, I think it also kind of says a lot and they are definitely the ones that you absolutely must nurture. Mm. And if, you know, sometimes once every two or three months, I'll just flick through my WhatsApp and just, just look at you know because we can we can get bogged down day to day and mm. not have proper conversations it's kind of a a quick this is a check in here or check in there but i will like you know kind of almost almost schedule into my timetable time to connect with yeah. And I think you're calls. you're right. It's funny, I only mentioned I had this conversation with a friend myself actually earlier this week, you know, that when you're the feeling sometimes of being squeezed out is is it's it's terrible and the impact that it can have um on people. I think it is it is, you know, far far reaching as well. This listener says I think people don't entirely understand loneliness. It extends beyond having no one to talk to. I moved to Ireland forty years ago. I've always been lonely here. I live alone. It's frightening to think how things will be in a couple of years from now when I'm elderly. Can't find anyone well enough to ask to collect me from the hospital when I have a procedure, says this texter. Like it's it's yeah it's the the figures today as I said the highest levels of loneliness in Europe and the emails and texts today um definitely stack up that that is something people are dealing with and struggling I think to deal with as well we might come back to this again actually tomorrow or during the week on the show um as I said you can drop me an email if you like if you're somebody who'd like to maybe reach out or chat to us today on the program. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.